really quickly, if you would go with me into your Bibles, Acts chapter 19, and I'm going to read verse 13 through verse 21. Acts chapter 19, verse 13 through verse 21. And when you get it, I'm going to ask you to stand with me for the reading of God's word. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you praise, Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. When you have it, I want you to say, I have the bread. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons, one of one of one Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. I want to go back to verse 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them, took upon themselves to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus said, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth and all of God's people said amen you can be seated in the presence of the Lord and I'm going to speak to you for a few moments this afternoon this morning from the text entitled vagabonds mm, yeah vagabonds um, from the onset let me be clear this message is not against someone who's changing careers or moving to a different city. This message is to address the, the cultural and spiritual epidemic of the nomadic mentality among the secular and sacred alike. What are you saying, Bishop Younger? We are living in a culture of hyper-creatives, free thinkers, prophetic catalysts, independent backpackers who often pride themselves in never having roots. Somebody say vagabonds. Vagabond is someone who is a restless wanderer. Someone who's always moving. 
They don't have a home or a base or a reference point. To make sure we unpack this properly and that we don't stay in an old English word without uh, having its relevance in our vernacular, I would like to give you a few examples of what a vagabond spirit can look like. You've been in college for three years and you've changed your major three times. Could be a vagabond. You change jobs every quarter. Could be a vagabond. This is the fourth Sunday in January and this is your fourth church you have visited this month. I knew when I said the topic how y'all reacted, it won't be one of them sermons that people going to buy. It's free. It's on YouTube. Somebody shout vagabond. You fall out of friendships as quickly as you fall into friendships. You have a tendency to fall out of love as quickly as you fall in love. As a matter of fact, how many relationships or non-relationships have you been in in the last several months? Vagabond. Why are people nomadic? A vagabond or a wanderer is someone who lacks a sense of direction. You know what the psalmist says? He says, uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will do what? Direct your path. The lack of direction from God because they are constantly worshiping at the altar of their own understanding. In other words, I'm looking to do something or be a part of something that I can totally wrap my mind around. I'm all about trying something different, people. I'm all about, oh, let's try this. Let's try this. But sometimes nomads are moving around not because they're looking for purpose, but because they're looking for significance. At some point, you need to stop looking for something else to try and start looking for something to serve. Hmm. Why are people nomadic? It's because they have the wrong idea about being settled. For them, being settled is settling. They are afraid of missing opportunities. So they see loyalty as weakness. They cling to different people based upon perceived potential opportunities. They cling to different people based upon perceived potential opportunities, making them not only vagabonds, but opportunists. And now they only take pictures with people based upon likes and not relationships. They will join a church, not based upon shared purpose, but because of a bigger platform. Somebody shout vagabonds. And the truth is, some people are nomadic because they have a warped self-image. Many people don't think they belong. And because they don't think they belong, they end up not belonging. You notice I haven't said look at your neighbor because they would be too sensitive right now. No, because they think they don't belong, they end up not belonging. Vagabonds are often looking for affirmation, not realizing 
that is not in a place. This is a good point to do it. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, affirmation is not in a place. Tell them it's in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. I I know this world says, look within yourself. But if I look within myself, I'm going to drown within myself. I'm looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Vagabonds are often always moving because their self-image is wrapped in pride. They have created a righteous self-image for themselves. They're always moving because every job they go to, the devil is there. Every friendship breaks down and severed because those friends became jealous of them. They move from that church because that church has spirits. The challenge is that in all of those situations, vagabonds never get still long enough to realize that they are the common denominator and all of these circumstances. I will never forget, I was living in Marnesville and uh, a place outside of Marnesville called Axton. And I was staying with one of the church mothers, Mother Lucy Wade Thompson, sweet woman of God. Um, I, I stayed across the hallway from her. And, um, and because I was living in a house with a, a seasoned older person, you know, I made sure I was fully dressed every time I walked out of the room. Uh, you know, she was conservative and, and a holy woman of God. So I, I wore full clothes when I walked out to go to the restroom. I never get in the middle of the night one night because her house was old. Um, and I remember feeling something move across my body. And I was like, oh, my goodness, a snake is on me. Uh, something, a bug or something is crawling on me. And I jumped up and I ran out of the room, not fully dressed. I just ran because no matter how far I ran, that thing was still on me. And, um, and she finally cut the light on. She said, what's going on? And come to find out my arm had fell asleep. <laughs> and I was trying to run from myself. And, and some of us are running, but the truth is, we're trying to run from us. It's easy to rebuke a devil, but what happens when you are the devil that needs to be rebuked? I'm almost finished here. Mm. Uh, sometimes when people are constantly running, they find out later that it's them they're running from. Like, like Jacob. Oh, he's been in running in his mother's womb, running from Esau, his brother, running from Laban to finally has an experience with God, what God has to afflict him to keep him from running. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, sometimes God has to afflict you to keep you from running. Yes, it's called responsibility. He'll lure you in deeper into your assignment. Hallelujah. He'll pull you deeper into the calling to keep you from to keep you from running. Limping because I can't run anymore. Hallelujah. Limping because I can't get away. It's it's something. Oftentimes it's something that they don't want to face. 
And every time they are confronted or challenged, they run. Mm. Because there's, there's somebody who will always rescue you with the affirmation in a new place that the old place didn't give you. Throughout scripture, the spirit of the vagabond, hallelujah, uh, has always had a twin. It's called poverty. Mm. James chapter one says this, a double-minded person is unstable at all his ways. Mm. When you look in scripture, we're first introduced to a vagabond through a, a word that God himself speaks over a man. God speaks over Cain and said, you'll be a wanderer. You'll be a vagabond. Why did he say this to Cain? Because Cain had killed his brother. He had murdered his brother. Uh, my question to somebody in here this morning, what are you running from? Have you ever gotten still long enough to notice your pattern of always escaping? Because always running is a sign of a curse. You can be a vagabond physically, and we get that. But some of us struggle with being a vagabond mentally and psychologically, double-minded, never settled, consistently indecisive, always back and forth. The Bible, Paul says, don't be like a child tossed to and fro with every wind and every doctrine. One day you believe and the next day you don't know. One day you love God and the next day you question it whether God is real. <laughs> Unstable. Unstable people can't be trusted. They're not dependable. We, we, we invite you, we, but we know you may not show up. Hallelujah. You volunteer, but we got to have a backup plan for you because the vagabond spirit says, I don't know. I don't know. Even spiritually. You can be a vagabond. But listen what the scripture says in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the what? Law of the Lord. And in that law does he meditate both day and night. He shall be like a tree. He shall be like a tree and that tree would be what planted. And this is what I realized. Some people are planted and there are others who are potted. You got potted plants and you got planted trees. You hear me? Potted plants or planted trees. In other words, you, 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 if you got any plants in your house that's potted, that means that pot uh, has limited the growth of that plant. That plant is limited to the size of that pot. 
but and you can move it from one side of the room to the next side of the room. You can give it to somebody and they can put it in their window. Hallelujah. But one thing about it is as much as it grows, it's growth is limited to the it's mobile, but it's growth is limited. But if you ever get that thing out of a pot, my God, and if that pot, if you if that plant ever get by some a water source and it ever gets by a river, its growth will be unlimited. I need you to touch somebody tell them it's time to get out the pot. It's time to get out of the place of limitation. It's time to get out of the place with borders. It's time for you to be in a place where you can grow. I need, I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I want to grow. I want to be somewhere different next year than I am this year. At some point, I got to break open that pot. I've been living safe. It's safe in the pot. My God. Hallelujah. Come on. It's safe in the house. But at some point, you got to let God stretch you out. I was reading uh, last night. I was reading how where some cities... Uh, made a mistake when they planted what they call street trees because they only gave the tree enough space to grow uh, based upon the sidewalks and now some of them are having issues because the tree desires to grow in such a way now the roots are breaking up the sidewalk my God and I'm talking to somebody in this room you are determined hallelujah that I will not be limited this year I'm not going to be limited in my mind I'm not going to be limited in my thinking I'm not going to be limited in my finances I'm not going to be limited in my spirit I want you to run over to somebody tell them Zion is calling me I feel heaven calling me to a to a higher place to yea a deeper place pull on somebody and tell them I rebuke the back Vagabond spirit. It's time to be settled in God. It's time to plant in God. Come on. It's time for you to. Because if you do this, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And this is the challenge because it says if you get planted, you'll bring forth your fruit in in season. In your season, in your season, and many of us keep moving to the point we're missing our season. We think we gotta go to our season. No, you stay in place, the season will come to you. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor the season is coming to you. You ain't seeing no trees pack up and move to another climate. Hallelujah. That tree said, I'm gonna weather the winter. I'm a weather the fall. I may lose some leaves in fall. I may lose some fruit in winter. But look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor the season is coming to me. I got a season coming. That's why Paul says, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap. I need you to run out of your seat and tell somebody, tell them, stay planted. Stay planted. You got a season coming. This season got to come by you. God ain't skipping seasons. This season got to come by you. Your season is coming. Just stay planted. Stand still and see the south. I don't, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to talk to the right section.
direction. Tell somebody we got a season coming. We went through some changes, but we got a season coming. I can't move like I want to move. And sometimes I feel like running. Sometimes I want to escape. Sometimes I don't like the pressure. I don't like the responsibility. Everything in me is screaming and saying, jump out of this boat. But I'm here in heaven to tell me. If you just wait it out. If you just wait it out. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall, he shall, he shall. I need you to get the bad people. Tell them, wait on him. 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 For he that will come shall come and will not tarry. Though the vision tarry. I know God told me to preach this to somebody. Though the vision tarry. Look at somebody tell him, wait on it. Wait on Don't move out of place. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, your package has an address. If you're not at the address, you will miss the package. But your package, your season has an address. He said, go to Jerusalem and tarry. Go to Jerusalem and wait there. I'm sending a package, but the address is Jerusalem. Don't go back to fishing. Don't go back to what you're comfortable doing. Don't go back to your default. Don't go back to the old relationship. Just because this is hard, doesn't mean this is not God. Wait right here. Look at somebody, tell them it's easy to run. But tell them you got a different assignment. Stand still. Watch him work. 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 I want, I want all the married people in here. Lift your hands if you're married. Lift your hands. Now I want everybody in here. I want you to tell a married person. Tell them unpack your suitcase. You'll be surprised. Anytime y'all hit a patch and you start talking about divorce, that means you never really unpacked your suitcase. I want you to, I want you, if you're a part of this church, wave your hand. Look at the person beside you, tell them, unpack your suitcase. Because anytime you, one minute, I know God sent me to this church. I just so thank God sent me to this church. I don't know if I should be, because you know, to unpack. Because this blessing don't come by association. I'm about to unpack that. I'm about to unpack the text. 
See, this is the challenge. This is the challenge. Because God is moving us. No, 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 really. Most of us standing in this room are not from Lynchburg. So God does move us. The Ram Church International is not the first church ever created. So that means God does move us. I, my first job after working for my grandmother was working at McDonald's. So God does move us. So this is not anti-transition or anti-moving. We don't have a challenge with that theology. Because it is so ingrained. We are baptized into that ideology. God is shifting me. My season is up. You know, we, no, we're baptized in that vernacular. But what's foreign for us is be ye steadfast. Unmovable. Always. It is so easy for us to hear they're wrong. But we don't hear, oh, I'm wrong. They need to apologize, so I need to apologize. They offended me. No, no it's even in our songs, I've been lied on. I've been talked about. But you got to have a whole conversation with yourself. What part did you play in the dysfunction? But see, you never get still long enough to find that out because every time it gets hard and you get exposed, you move. Here, this is not, like I said, it's not, it's not against transition. This is the challenge is, my, my fear is, that if we don't have this conversation, people will not extract from the season they're in because they come in with their bags packed and they never unpack. Uh, for real, I got a scripture for this. It's just for a season. But see, the thing about it, you don't know how long the season is. You know, after you've suffered a while, you don't know what a while is. And many of you, because you think you're smarter than God, that you've already calculated in your mind how long your season is at that job. And because, oh, no, I ain't going to be, uh-uh, no, I'm just going over here, uh-uh, no, no. I, but hey, about six months, if they get six months out of me, it'll be good. And you work, in, and your work quality is reflective of, I'm only going to be here for six months. No, really, you work. It's dope. Child, I ain't doing all that. Because, I mean, I'm already putting in applications to other places. Because, you know, that other company, they about to open up some positions. And they said they were going to hire me. But right now, they don't have an opening. But as soon as the opening comes, my cousin work over there. And my cousin said they was going to get me on. And so you just check boxes. You barely show up. And when you do show up, you're not present. Because I ain't going to be here long. And listen what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29. You all quote 29 and 11. Oh, God says, I know the plans I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. But listen here. You got to read the rest of it. Before he says that, he says, you're going to be carried away captive for a season. 70 years. He said... If a prophet comes to you and tell you God going to turn it around in three days, that prophet is a liar. Because you will believe that prophet before you believe me. Because that, sound, that makes you feel good. So you'll go with that dream. 
you go with that friend. You won't listen to the friend that says, no, no, no. I really think you should stay. This job is stable. I really think you should stay and pay off some bills before you try to move again. I really think. No, you don't want to hear sound counsel. So he said, he said, he said, no, I rebuke them lying prophets. He said, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a season, but it's going to be a long season. To the point, he says, build houses. In other words, he said, unpack. They're like, uh-uh, because this ain't our house. This ain't, uh-uh, I'm just, just Lynchburg. Right I'm the, this ain't my career, uh-uh. I'm just holding me over. It ain't. It's not, the plan of God will not work for you until you surrender to it. It ain't going to work. I'm, I'm prom- I promise you. It's not going to work for you until you say, okay, God, I give you the timeline. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to unpack in this because when God gets ready, because when God gets, when your season, when your season change, I'm sorry. When your season change, you may not need to take that furniture with you in the first place. You so worried about your little rags you got now. God says, I can flip your whole situation where you can leave all of that here and I can bring you to something new. Hear me. You got to unpack. Pour yourself into it. Pour, pour yourself into it. Because until you pour yourself into it, until you do it, you're telling God you're not ready. Because some of us don't realize, hey, this is rehearsal. And you got, I, I never forget, uh, one day we was over at the old church and we was having sound check. And uh, sound check, the, the, the media team would do sound check. And then the, the service sound was different. Of course, people would come in the room. But then what I found out, we would come in the sound check and the, the singers were not singing in sound check. I'm going to tell y'all what I mean. Y'all was like, we praise you, great Jehovah. Your name, feel it hot. You know, because it's sound check. Because sound check don't really count. How? Sound check don't really matter. Because ain't nobody looking. But God says, I want to see how you're going to handle it when ain't nobody looking. Because your character is being developed in that season. Oh, you think you're going to be wonderful when you over something. But how do you serve under something? Oh. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. You got to pour yourself in it. Pour yourself in the season you're in. Pour yourself in the season you're in as though this is the only season you'll ever have. Glory be to God. Watch how folks practice because that'll tell you how they're going to perform. Hey, I don't know who you are, but thank you for helping me preach this. Oh, there you go, Sheeta. That's you. Okay. I'm going to take, I want you to go with me to every church service. And so the Bible said, there were Oh, man, I'm at my time now. God bless you. Thank you all for coming. I end with this. I end with this. The Bible said, <laughs> please say, 
the Bible said the apostles were going around laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, performing miracles through the power of the Holy Ghost. And then they ran across uh, these uh, group of uh, brothers. The Bible called them exorcists. Most uh, historians like uh, Josephus makes a reference to not just them, but people like them. They were like charlatans. It's how they made their money. They went from town to town saying, oh, you got a demon and I'm going to get it out of you. And the people and, and weak minded people are like, I got a demon. Yes. That's why you ain't been sleeping. Oh, yeah, I ain't been sleeping. And they said, well, if you give me. If you give me $50, I'm going to get this demon out. Because that's why your back been hurting. Because you got it's a demon. And you give me $50, I'm going to get that demon out your back. Oh, yeah, okay. They were playing this game. They was playing this game. And uh, the Bible did not just call them exorcists. called them vagabond Jews. Oh, sons of a priest. Hallelujah. But access to the position is not always access to the power. Bible said they heard what Paul was doing. And they decided, oh, to increase their brand. They'll use the name that Paul was using. Only issue is this time they walked up on some real demons. And they says, we adjure you in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Come out. And man, they tapped the wrong demon on the shoulder. It's always funny to me when I watch scary boobies and they always get a, a, a nervous priest to come in with a shaky crucifix and, and splashing holy water. They should have get one of the saints I grew up with. They roll up that sleeve and want no, want no holy water. They start greasing their hands with holy oil. And they said, I see you. <laughs> I see you. You gonna come out or you gonna hold your peace. Bible said, hey, Bible said, he said, come out. Hey, come out. I, in the name of Jesus, Paul preached. And the devil spoke out. The devil started responding. And I'm going to say it in this room. If you don't think demons are real, either because you don't intimidate them or you possessed by one, the demons are real. Oh, demons are real. Oh, demons are real. Oh, they have influence. To, to the point, some of, some of y'all right now, you fighting. Glory be to God. This kind of message, you start talking about demons. People start getting uncomfortable. Yes, they can ride roller coasters and don't bother them. You start talking about demons, they start squirming. Glory be to God. You call it an addiction, it's a spirit. You got phobias that got you immobile that you can't move. 
that ain't a feeling, that's a spirit. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Glory be to but the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I believe it. I know. I believe in therapy. I believe some of us need medication. Amen. Just like physical sickness, you can have a mental sickness. But I'm telling you, some of these mental illnesses are a manifestation of demonic spirits. Y'all don't believe it. Even in some children, some oh y'all, because the enemy would take advantage of the vulnerable that's among us. And that's why I tell you, you can't beat a devil out of a child. Come on. You got to pray that thing. You got to cast that out. You got to speak God's word. Hallelujah. You got to untwine that thing. Hey, mama bo shanda na mahaya. Come out. Come out. Come out, Satan. Loose your hold. Loose your hold. You spirit of depression, take your hands off of God's people. Loose your hold. Loose your hold. You spirit of perversion that have come down through the bloodline of people in this room that's trying to choke the life out of the future and the destiny of the people in this room. Loose your hold. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. I rebuke you now. Huh? I rebuke somebody right now. You're dealing with the spirit of addiction. I'm going to stop right here before I finish this sermon. And I said, loose your whole Satan. We release the hour of deliverance. Somebody who's battling with drug addiction right now. I unwrap you now. Somebody who's trapped in the spirit of perversion and pornography right now. Loose your home now. Come on, we got power with God. We got power with God. Them that believe shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name, in my name, they shall cast out them. Come on, we cast them out. We cast them out of our minds. We cast them out of our emotions. Come on, we cast them out of our soulish realm. We cast them out of our thought pattern. We cast them out. We never. I need some people that got power with God. You ain't got no third-hand relationship. You ain't got no second-hand relationship. Somebody who's planted in Jesus. Come on, declare the blood of Jesus. The blood. Satan. The blood of Jesus. Satan. The blood of Jesus. Satan. Satan. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Loose your hole. I push you back. I push you back. I push you back. Not another generation of my family is going to be plagued with this. I push you back. I, somebody open up your mouth like a trumpet. Somebody wage war. Go up to the high place. Go up to the high place. Go up to the high place. Come on, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of some Satan. I command you in the name of the Lord, take up your weapons. Take up your weapons and flee. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. 
Say that the Lord repeats. Come on, it's spiritual. It's spiritual saints. It's spiritual. Oh, it's spiritual. Release your heavenly language. This thing is in high places. I said this thing is in high places. Buckets of blood against you. Buck out. Hey, hey, hey. I want you to I want you to grab somebody by the hand and tell the neighbor says the enemy has been trying to move me out of my place. But tell him I'm I'm, I'm grounded now. Tell him my roots are deep now. I need you to pull on them. Tell him, stand still and see the salvation. Don't show the devil your back. Don't show the devil your back. Don't show the devil your back. Resist him. Resist him. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. Resist. We cast down every imagination. Every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. We pull down every principality. We pull down every stronghold. We pull down every fortress. We cast down. Somebody getting delivered right now. Somebody is getting delivered right now. Somebody been struggling with some stuff. And you've been trying to use willpower. You can't do this with willpower. You need the Holy Ghost power. You've been dealing with addictions. You need the Holy Ghost to break that thing. And he said the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. I need some anointing. I need the sound of the anointing in this room. Break it. Destroy it. Is your season of deliverance. Hey, 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 hey. Somebody in this room, you got some stuff you got to put on the altar today. There's some stuff God is pulling up off of you today. There's some things God is uprooting out of you today. Oh, oh. Oh, come on. Come on in this. I feel the Lord. Come on. That's it. Lift up the hands. I feel the Lord. Oh, he's moving in this room already. He's moving in this room right now. Deliverance is at the altar right now. I feel it in the room. Oh, I want to be healed. I want to be whole. I want to be healed. I want to be whole. I want to be healed. I know this is Sunday morning. I got to go with God. Oh, 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 deliverance is in the room. Deliverance is in the room. Oh, my body, oh, deliverance is in the room. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I pray that you are blessed by the message today. And if you want to continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and even more gospel messages, I encourage you to follow our YouTube channel or subscribe to our podcast. 
And today we want to give you an opportunity to partner what we're doing domestically here at our local church and what we're doing all over the world. There are ways to give. And remember, when you sow, that seed may leave your hand, but it'll never leave your life. The Bible declares to us that when we sow, seeds are connected to harvest. Well, I want you to remember that I know what it feels like to cry until you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up and keep going.